you guys do our San Diego game last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. They're going to go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, a lot of words. No snap, no play, nothing, right? Hard count for him off sides. Hello and welcome to Hard Count, Fox Sports Australia's NFL podcast. My name is Melanie Tignaschke and we have one week of the playoffs ticked off. I'm lucky to be joined in the studio by two handsome blokes. To my right, Philip Pryor, returning member. Yeah, I think it's one of my uh, proudest uh, media career moments, getting the call back. <laughs> oh, it's good to have you in again. And a new face in Wilson Smith. Hey, Will, how's it going? Good, thank you. Hello, thank you for having me. Hey, Wilson. <laughs> hey, Phil. Wilson. <laughs> good to see across the desk again. Just so, like back in the other room. Tell us a bit about yourself, Wilson. For those that are listening in the, in the car or in the, at the gym... They don't know you. Who are you? Uh, I'm a digital video <laughs> producer. No one knows uh, you. <laughs> in uh, Fox Sports' fastest growing area, uh-huh. digital video unit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we produce all those lovely little viral videos that you get on Facebook. And, uh, and a former website. player as well That's in right. the American football. Starting tight end for the Gungal and Wildcats. Backup right QB, Canada. more Backup like Backup QB yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> did see three snaps of action at QB and threw a great block, <laughs> also threw an intercept. And you played a bit too, didn't you, Phil? Uh, a bit of cornerback for the U- University of Canberra Firebirds. Oh, wow. What is year. it about Canberra and American football? They love it, huh? Oh, yeah. that the Capital oh. Bowl. Okay, there you go. Yeah, the right. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's great to have you both on board. Let's Hello, Canberra listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they do exist, I am sure. Let's get right into it, shall we? And we kick it all off with Houston beating Oakland 27-14. to It was very clear very quickly here that Oakland are just not the same team without Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, absolutely right. Um, statement. <laughs> and, you know, how Connor Cook lasted the, the entire game, um, not helped by his wide receivers either. Crabtree and Amari Cooper were very average, Couple of drops. to say the least. Yep, yep. Uh, in saying that, Texans... Uh, as we sort of everyone pointed out last week, their D at home is uh, is no joke. Yeah, and um, you know that you know the likes of Jadavian Clowney and Whitney Merciless were just brutal. How good was Clowney though? He's really, I mean, he's been a great talent for a while. We all know this, but he's obviously battled a bit of injury and everything. And and with what out his opportunity to really step up is there, and he delivered against uh, against Oakland big time. He JJ had- Watt was out. I- yeah, I don't think. How many times did they show him on the sidelines? I think uh, what was it sixteen or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous amount. Um, but yeah. that just shows you still what a role JJ Watt has in that team, even if he is out. Mm. And the funny thing is, he still was the emotional leader. Yes, correct. Compared and to Derek Carr, who I think <laughs> stayed at home with his family or something. <laughs> well, he's still uh, recuperating from that um, from that fracture. Fractured fibula, I believe it was. But, um, yeah, seeing seeing what pre-game doing some warm-ups as well. I think that's uh, a funny one because apparently if he wasn't being put on mm. injured reserve, there's the possibility he might have been able to play in these uh, sort of important playoff We're talking ma- irrelevant storylines. I've got the Patriots this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll get on to some more pre- uh, our predictions for the next week ahead very soon. But I want to talk a little bit more about this game. And, and one thing that really stood out to me, Wilson, was Brock Osweiler. Not totally sucking as we've he wasn't come horrible to see. Yeah. praise the lord yeah he, he 14 of 25 for 168 yards and a touchdown it's mm. not amazing it's not setting the world on fire mm-hmm. but he got the win 
And it's probably the best he's played all year. Zero interceptions. That's that's, the main thing. That's a big stat for him because he's thrown some real shockers through this season. No sacks or intercepts for the Oakland defense, which is a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, and look, the big thing too was finding that connection with DeAndre Hopkins, who had 67 yards, one touchdown, and a big play for 38 yards just short of the end zone. Um, A beautiful throw from Brock. That's the only credit I pay. Um, for Osweiler's game is the fact that he actually started throwing yeah. it to Hopkins. Exactly. You know, he goes that long one down the sideline and sure enough, hey, hey, you've got a, a receiver that can actually go up and make plays. Why haven't you been using him all season? Well, yep. he hasn't been making the throws to to get to him either. So I think it's great that he's obviously found a bit of rhythm. This is just one game, but he's found a little bit of rhythm and um, he seems to have the backing of his of his of uh, the players around him. So, well... Just talking of the yeah. players around him, Lamar Miller, 31 rushes mm-hmm. for 73 yards. I'm not sure if that that's That is get a handy, handy uh, sort of support network for him, isn't it? Because without Lamar sort of churning some yards up the middle, there's well, a lot more pressure on he that. He did a lot of churning. His. I'm sure he did a lot of churning in <laughs> that 31 rushes. I mean, it's he, not a great return, he, but yeah, I mean, his, what else are you going to get? His offensive line yeah. is pretty hit and miss. The amount of times he's been... Uh, you know, stopped in, in the backfield this year is pretty ridiculous. Um, and when Brock uh, Osweiler isn't moving that offense forward, then it really makes it hard for Lamar Miller to to pound the way he uh, he uh, was brought to the to the franchise to do. Yep. All right. Oakland so didn't have a good rushing day either. In fact, I'm no. pretty sure they didn't convert a third down until 11 minutes left in the game, which is pretty outrageous. Yeah, o- Oakland just didn't have uh, a lot of things in sync in that game. A total write-off. I don't think you can look too deep in it. Uh, a big debut start for Connor Cook, probably not a fair um, representation of what he's able to do too because that is jumping into the deep end for a rookie. Great work for Houston. They move on to face the Patriots next week. We'll get on to some predictions about that game very soon. Moving on, though, we go to Seattle, 26 to tw- Sorry, 26-6, to six, beating Detroit. Russell Wilson, you know, did got the job done. Clinical is the uh, word you would use. Yes, he was very much helped by running back Thomas Rawls. One touchdown. Okay, yep, sure, one touchdown. But how about this? 161 yards, mm. breaking the playoffs rushing record set by Marshawn Lynch of 157 yards back in 2015 against your Packers. Yeah, Thomas Rawls is a good running back. Um, it's just that some weeks Seattle's front... Um, gets overpowered by uh, by the uh, uh, the defensive line. Um, and when that happens, it really shuts down roles. This was not one of those weeks, and um, and therefore we saw uh, what talent this running back has. Mm. They've struggled at centre, haven't they, all year? But it looks like they found a bit of an answer. Britt, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, it's, um, it was a great performance on offence from the Seattle Seahawks. And, of and course, Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson the, coming out. Who? I think a lot of people were going, who is this guy? You know, Doug Baldwin is someone... Everyone would know from Seattle, but Paul Richardson really turning up, 48 yards, not much, but that one touchdown made some pretty impressive grabs with one hand um, on several occasions in that game, including his touchdown catch. That was insane. Yeah, Mm. but perhaps a little bit questionable, though, because uh, it was quite obvious he was ripping at the face mask of Lions (laughs) safety Tavon Wilson. Um, to the right as he was going to the left to catch with his left hand. So Additional points for degree of difficulty. <laughs> well, is that what you... Okay, <laughs> As all right. a Packers fan, I've seen calls go the Seahawks Respect way that. a few times. <laughs> uh, that's the, Well, yeah, I think Lions fans were a bit annoyed by that, but, you know, Seattle still got the job done pretty easily. Do you know that 10-0 at home now since 2005 under Pete Carroll in the postseason? 
Right. Are you, are you Rain Man in this episode? Are you just going to come up with stats <laughs> and just be like... Well, Doug Baldwin has well, three 100-yard playoff games. Ha- this happened. <laughs> That's the most in team history. Doug Baldwin holds the record for most 100-yard playoff games in Seahawks history. Wow. And what is it? Three? Three. There we go. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to Pittsburgh and Miami. 30-12, to 12, Steele's got it done. Uh, pretty easy, really, but Matt Moore, that was the story. Got absolutely well, crunched again and again. We witnessed a miracle. <laughs> the first man to die on the field and come back a play later, resurrected and finished the game. <laughs> it didn't really help uh, in the end, but mm. my word, did he get blown up. It was an illegal hit, for sure. It you, definitely you was helmet to helmet. It was uh, contentious, that's for sure. And, you know, he did all right considering how much he got hit. Uh, mm. Kenny Stills Bud was Dupree there. Bud got him a few times. Yep. James uh, Harrison. Yep. Just ageless. Well, I mean, they didn't have much of a rush game. J.J. just got absolute shot out, 33 yards, and left the game in the fourth quarter with a shoulder injury. Should be okay for the off-season activities, though. Mm. Um, but still, yeah, not much going for Miami apart from, um, yeah. Well, it, a wasn't, of, it was a pretty odd stat line for Matt Moore. Mm. I mean, he was 29 of 36. Which is not a bad completion. Yards. Not no. the worst. A touchdown, an intercept, and two fumbles. That was That's the issue. That's the killer. They always yeah. say turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. A fair bit of that was probably junk time too. But, yeah. Um, you know, obviously the, the numbers favor um, the big three uh, for the Steelers on offense. But, yeah. um, but it was That being, of course, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Um, the first time they've all played in the same And isn't it game. beautiful? Yeah. It's ridiculous. a beautiful symphony of great football on show. Maybe yeah. not this week, though. Maybe we'll get to that later well, with Big Ben and his big boot. But, yeah, um, well, it was an interesting one there. They, I suppose playing at Heinz Field, um, it was always going to be a bit easier for them having that home field advantage. And it then was, Antonio was, Brown's two touchdowns to start. Well, yes, but it was so cold, Wilson, mm. that the whistles were freezing. That's how cold yeah. it was there well. in Pittsburgh. Um, so a really big effort from uh, Le'Veon Bell, 167 touchdowns. Uh, yards and two touchdowns. That's and, also a um, Steelers playoff record, 167 yep. yards. And look, as you mentioned, Antonio Brown was a big, big factor as well. But I feel like his two touchdowns, that also included uh, a 50-yarder. And the best way to really summarize mm. the Antonio Brown experience on the day is through the German commentary on this play. <laughs> Schneller Pass auf Antonio Brown, der wartet auf seine Vorblocker-Klasse gemacht und er geht sogar Richtung Touchdown. Was ein Blitzstart, die Steelers sind vorne. Big Ben auf Antonio Brown, das ist Money Time. Das ist Money Time, so oh, that's good. good. Is there a big German contingent in Pittsburgh? I know like in uh, Chicago there's a big Polish <laughs> Contingent. I is that a similar is. thing? Yeah. No, there's a huge following in Germany. Is. Yeah, right. But but in Pittsburgh too, I guess they have like German background yeah. people. But uh, so. that mm. we got to give a shout out to German NFL announcers. That was Florian Schmidt, Sommerfeld, and Volker Schenke. Uh, thank you for that. That was very entertaining. <laughs> das ist money time. My new favorite saying. That is great. <laughs> and just on Antonio Brown's two touchdowns in his 119 receiving yards in mm-hmm. the first quarter. That's the most receiving yards in the first quarter since the 1969 NFL championship game. Well, there you go. <laughs> How many more stats are you going to rifle uh, we'll off see. in this podcast, mate? Credit we'll to see. the Steelers' um, defence as well. Really improved. Very uh, credit to young, the boys. youthful. Yes. Uh, and particularly their um, their cornerbacks too. They're coming on in leaps and bounds. Absolutely. 38 and what, years young, James And what Jason. a great time of year for, for that to be going to. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, as you mentioned, uh, after the game, showed up at the press conference with the boot on his, uh, his right ankle. He heard it in the very last play before the kneel mm. uh, from a hit. He thinks he'll be all right for next week. Yeah. Here's my question. Is this 
nothing and we should just move on and forget about it? Or is this something and we should be worried? Or is this perhaps some mind games that I think Ben is playing? It's, just classic it's something, ben, isn't it? but it never really matters anyway. He's always got <laughs> some sort of injury that he's carrying. Yep. I just think it was more for show than anything. Absolutely. Okay. Why was he even in the game at that stage? Well, yeah, that's he, ridiculous. At the very least, he could have been taken out a lot of a lot earlier. Um, but you know, he wants to be out there, and he he's I'm definitely sure. a, a, you know a better leader of that team, no matter what. But position can you imagine if he'd broken his ankle? Yes, but ridiculous. If coulda, shoulda, woulda. No this is a gets, dangerous game. You can't think like that. Absolutely. Too, for being that, um, it's a little bit selfish. You I know, think. for for being, oh, look at me, I'm I'm injured, but I'm I'm going to tough it <laughs> yeah. out and get I mean, through you're it. A and hero, then he, mate. You did and it then yourself. he turns up to the presser in a moon boot, like if. If I'm the opposition next week, I'm, uh, you know, I don't want to be uh, showing them that yeah. I'm carrying an injury, and he sees it the opposite way. I think it's just yeah, that's right. silly. Yeah. All right, now we move on to a big one: Green Bay 38, New York Giants 13, and Whoa, Nelly! Quarterback Aaron Rodgers assuming his throne as the king of hail marys. Bill. Yeah, wasn't it amazing? <laughs> it was pretty um, incredible. Delicious. Uh, but it's like a, it's I like his it. bread and butter these days, isn't it? Three and thirteen months. Out goes Jordy Nelson, and in comes Randall Cobb for a yeah. Month. Randall Cobb, yeah. three touchdowns for the game. That of course, that hail mary was one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, one hundred sixteen yards total, very nicely supported by Devontae Adams. He was so good. One hundred twenty-five yards, Phil, and one Eight touchdown. Catches. Delicious. The it's thing about this game, too, and obviously Aaron Rodgers deserves all the all the credit he gets, but um, the Giants had all the momentum early. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't converting it into points well, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not helped by OBJ and stuff like that. But for mine, it was um, not just Rodgers, but the Packers uh, special teams that really arrested the momentum back in Green Bay's favour. Um, you know, sort of the punt returning of Micah Hyde, mm-hmm. uh, the kick returning of Jeff Janis, and then Christian Michael as well. And Seawoke, nice he was the other factor too. The, the special teams, I thought, sort of helped to get Green Bay back on the front foot. Um, some of those long kicks downfield. Um, what's his name? Jacob Shum. Yep. And then Christian Michael comes on and just explodes. So did you see also, I think it was on one of the punt returns, Christian Michael, he, he jumps up and mm. sort of gives Chest daps to someone the, else. The Giants player. What the, what is up with that? Oh mate, they're just going toe to toe. And just as to Packers fans, both of you, are you a bit annoyed seeing nah, your, your player not. sort of, you know, I think rowing great. out with the opposition? I've done that with the opposition. You've chest tackled them. Okay, well, it happens. You know, you tell it's, them, yeah, good hit or whatever. You know, in it seems a bit over the top, though. I no. can understand, like a you know, good hit man That's or just something the love like of the that. Game. Okay, no. all right, okay. Come on. Look, it's uh, great news for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I believe he's on a 19 touchdown streak for no picks in the last seven games. Two thousand crazy and 29 passing yards mm. in the seven game win streak. 19 touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's basically perfect. Mm. As Pretty far much. Hasn't been I mean, picked since November. That feels like a really <laughs> long time ago. Since the that mm-hmm. Titans game. The Titans yeah. game, correct. Um, the other big talking point out of this was Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, some people may be thinking this was all maybe because of that uh, boat experience that him and his uh, fellow teammates had in Miami uh, they copped a lot of flack of it for uh, a lot of flack from that in New York um, all of them saying they maybe weren't taking the whole playoff Absolutely scenario crazy this too is ridiculous serious. that this is a thing I can't believe it's a thing well yeah, I, I can believe it the passion that Odell wasn't. showed after the game probably shows you how much he thought of it because yeah. he channels Alice- stats of the game yeah, well, <laughs> the, yeah, he well, had an the- Alistair Clarkson moment 
punching the wall. Mm. Um, at, obviously, after the post-game press conference, annoyed because he'd been just barraged. Did he apologise to the Packers franchise? What do you mean? Oh, I want to see an apology. <laughs> no, no I, lo- I love seeing a bit of emotion yeah. like that. And the thing is, like with this It was because incident, he was getting all the questions from the yeah, boat yeah. party. Well, I think I it, all just, uh, it all just bottled up and bottled up. Like, yeah. for mine, um, the, the effects that him going on that party would have had for his performance is, is oh, you can't relate it, but no. it's what happened after that, um, you know, the trial by media mm. and the additional pressure that him deciding to go on that party um, put on him. Yep. And I think that got to him and, and that caused him... Uh, so you do think you know, it had not, some effect? Well, in the end it did, right. uh, in retrospect, because yeah. he dropped some passes that OBJ doesn't normally drop. It was mm. bizarre. Only 28 yards for the game, four receptions, targeted 11 times. Um, ben McAdoo sort of responded to uh, him. Then he didn't confirm that that um, Odell actually did punch the wall. And it was a plaster wall, we should mention. He's not superhuman. It wasn't a brick sort of scenario or anything like that. Um, but Ben McAdoo sort of said, look, it's time for him to grow up. Um, so perhaps <laughs> yep. some wise words from Coach. Uh, you did mention... We thought he, he was growing up with that post, uh, post-game post press conference. Yeah. Yeah. He handled himself pretty well and then just... Obviously, it was, was bubbling uh, underneath. Mm, mm. Um, look, Jordy Nelson, as you mentioned, the big story, this fractured two ribs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's not playing. Yeah, yeah he's, well, he's out. Yeah, he's Mike McCarthy said that if he can train before the game, nah, man. they'll nah, suit nah, him nah. up. But I don't think that's going to happen. It's not like a tweak or a muscle. or a, no, It's no, like you're talking about not. your vital organs yeah. are encased in this bit of bone. Danny Amendola uh, would do it. And you know he would, okay? <laughs> My boy would get out there. The dream boat. So how much oh. of a loss is that for the Packers? Well, well, I mean, clearly it wasn't, game. it wasn't much of a loss. Given well, no, if you had Randall Cobb and, and uh, Devante Adams stepping up in spades. And we've got a, a productive tight end again in, in Jared Cook, who was yep. pretty good. Yep. Ty Montgomery um, was Kristen good in Michael, the pass-catching game. Um, and Kristen Michael, he yep. might sort of step up between the tackles if Ty Montgomery's knee is no good. Yeah, I was a little um, bit worried when I saw that. Yeah. But then he was back in. But then even Geronimo Allison, he can play as well as mm. far as receivers go. So yep. I think they've got the depth to cover Geordie. Okay. But obviously, um, it's a huge loss you know, yeah, it is because uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that usual um, fallback target. When he needs a reception, um, he's normally looking for, for number 87. Yeah. This uh, game, of course, also means that uh, New York Giants punter and Australian boy Brad Wing has been knocked out of the playoffs. His season is you over. You hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to yeah, see it. Hate, yeah, that's a great sports uh, <laughs> common line. I yeah. love it. Um, you hate to see that. Yes, you hate to see that indeed. Brad Wing out. That leaves Jordan Berry from the Pittsburgh Steelers as the lone Aussie left in the playoffs. That's if you don't count Blake Muir, who's on the practice squad in Atlanta. Uh, we will talk about the Atlanta game coming up in a moment. So without further ado, let's uh, look ahead. And I want to ask you guys. Do you see what I see? see? That is the question on the table, fellas. And we're going to kick it all off uh, with some predictions for week two of the playoffs, the divisional round, first game up, Seahawks at Atlanta, 8.35 a.m. Sunday morning, Australian time. Phil, who do you like on this one? Oh, man, this is... uh, I I really like this game. This is one of the games um, that that I'm looking forward to. Atlanta, obviously, super offense mm-hmm. can be had defensively, though, mm-hmm. um, which from a fantasy perspective, um, 
you know, it could be the highest scoring game uh, of the round. You, of course, uh, being a fantasy expert for draft stars here at Fox Sports. Uh, I, let's not throw the word expert around. Um, <laughs> but, uh, look, I, I, I will lean with Atlanta because whilst we saw, um, you know, that, that typical playoff Seattle mm-hmm. last week, it just hasn't been the same Seattle that we're used to this season. They've been too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Atlanta's, de- uh, they do have uh, big explosive pieces in D. Um, it could be one of those games where uh, we don't see Thomas Rolls uh, running right through um, like he, he did uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why I'm, I'm tipping, yeah, I'm tipping Atlanta. Tipping the Falcons to get it done. Tipping the Falcons to get it done. Uh Oh, not by much. So uh, we'll call it. Let's seven, uh, six points. Yeah, yeah. I think this game has real potential to be a bit of a, a high-scoring affair uh, with both offenses rolling at the moment. It will come down to defense, I think, for sure. Seahawks, of course, the Legion of Boom. Uh, ever reliable, usually, especially in playoffs time of year. Um, Atlanta, perhaps a couple more question marks. However, with Matt Ryan in tow uh, and the week off, it, I guess that's the question: Is the week off? Uh, a plus, or is it perhaps a negative? Julio but will be more healthy, you would assume, having that week Which off. Which is going to be big, yeah. And obviously, whilst it didn't look like they missed Earl Thomas too much last mm-hmm. week, that's still a big piece that Seattle's missing, the way that he stretches um, in the secondary. Uh, they they will miss that with a, with an offense as oh, yeah. uh, as explosive as, as Atlanta's. Look, maybe I'm being a bit reactive, but <laughs> I like the playoff Seahawks. I, I'm going to oh, say yeah. they're going to come back this week yeah. and they're going to beat Atlanta. Okay. I, 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 I think that's going to happen. I don't think the Falcons are going to score um, as many points. They led the league in scoring, 33.8 points per mm-hmm. game. Seahawks were fifth in total defense. Yep. I don't know how much to read into that when you're talking about playoffs and yeah. you know Matt Ryan outstanding season but we're talking about Seattle in the playoffs you yeah. know I, I just think they're going to get it done um Atlanta's rushed is middle of the pack uh Rawls looked incredible yeah. and if they can go from the wild card round to the divisional round mm. with the same formula that mm-hmm. they brought to the game the other day mm-hmm. I think they're going to win well, that's the big key I suppose for the teams that you do see in the playoffs regularly especially towards the divisional round and further uh, the teams that are fairly put together in the same way each year and Seattle have been building this core group mm-hmm. of real stars for several years now uh, both on offense and defense mm-hmm. led by Russell Wilson you've got Pete Carroll still in the head coaching job um, you've got uh, Doug Baldwin in tow of course uh, Richard Sherman a famous uh, cornerback big talking yeah. cornerback um, just a couple names there but yeah I think that core group they know how to step up at this time of year so speaking of Baldwin Who's a better? Who's got better chemistry? Okay, Doug go. Baldwin and Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Or Julio and Matt Ryan. Julio and Matt Ryan. I, I don't know. I don't no, know. I'm okay, not saying so, Baldwin so and the, Wilson are, are better. The way to, I like guess, that. approach that is: Are you talking all time, or are you talking about this season? I'm talking because about right now. Hmm. Baldwin's always there for Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I would, know Julio is, but I, I would well, probably go season, with yeah. Wilson Baldwin because the thing about Matt Ryan and Julio is Julio's always there, but when Julio's being uh, well covered, then yeah. Matt Ryan just turns to one of his other receivers. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, Julio's, you know, an otherworldly talent, yeah. which Matt Ryan obviously accepts and um, and goes to a lot. But 
he knows that he doesn't have to mm. um, if, if uh, Julio's getting additional defensive attention. That's the beautiful thing about the Atlanta Falcons exactly. this season is that they haven't had to rely all on Julio. They've spread the ball around really nicely. Taylor Gabriel, man. Taylor yeah. Gabriel, of <laughs> Yeah, course. Julio had some terrible games. Yeah. Well, well, it's no, kind of harsh when you... Well, well, from it, a fantasy perspective, at From least. a fantasy <laughs> perspective, yes. But I don't think you can put that all on him. There are a lot more weapons at Matt Ryan's disposal. Uh, moving on, though, so I think we're... All around the board, we're thinking... No, I like the Seahawks. Seahawks. Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm going to go Seahawks on this one too, oh, I think. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one, Texans at New England. It sees Bill O'Brien, a former Patriots coaching staff member, taking on Bill Belichick's men. 12.15 on Sunday afternoon, Australian time, that one will be. And uh, look, I suppose this is a pretty great matchup for the Patriots. <laughs> uh, fair to say, in New England as well. What can the Texans do to pull this one out of the hat? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Be a bloodbath. What are you predicting, okay. Wilson? Go on. I T- think T- New up. England is going to romp this one. They've uh, started. Uh, they've opened as 16-point favourites. Only three teams oh, <laughs> in the last 40 seasons have ever been favoured to win by 16 or more in a playoff game. Wow. Obviously, you can't put too much yeah. um, stock in that. But, yeah. I mean, it tells you a little bit of something. I think Brock Os- Osweiler is going to get eaten for lunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that Patriots defense is actually extremely good. They well, don't give up any points per game. They've led the league, so I they think, haven't, in that 15 points. They haven't points. always been good through the season. They've sort of been on an upward scale towards the end, mm. and, and especially in the last couple of weeks, um, the, the secondary and their defensive front have been very good, very impressive. Yeah, well, the, the one thing about the Patriots is they can get done by uh, – pass-catching running backs. And Houston mm. don't have a good one. Mm. Um, uh, Brock Os- Osweiler hasn't well, really Miller used Lamar Miller. He, but he hasn't really exactly. used him as that this year. Um, Brock obviously turns to the the middle part of the field looking for his tight ends, mm-hmm. Griffin and Fedorowicz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Belichick's too smart for that. He's going to shut down the middle part of the field where Osweiler likes to throw. I think Ma- uh, Malcolm Butler is going to um, just cover... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. tightly, yep. uh, and I just can't see this Houston offense producing anything because of those reasons. Lamar right. Miller should have a tough, tough game as well. Yeah. New England gave yeah. up the fourth fewest rushing yards a game, and if you've got Brock Osweiler there <laughs> in uh, QB, he's not really scaring you. If so, uh, yeah, Lamar Miller, he might have eight in the box. He might have twenty-eight carries, and I would still take the unders for sixty yards. Right. And what about Tom Brady, though, with uh, the performance that Jadavion Clowney had um, last week? Surely he's got to be a little bit wary of what uh, Big Clowney might bring to the table. It's Tom Brady. I don't think he's losing any sleep over pretty much any... Uh, any pass rushes that are that are yeah, look, in well, any of the remaining uh, playoff teams. I think sleep. he'll be he's prepared. Been, he'll be fine. He's look, been so New busy England's picking what social media outlet he wants to take on. Did you see that video? <laughs> oh, you could that. wait to bring this up, could you, Mel? <laughs> well, was the the oh. options were ridiculous. Um, it was okay. So you regulars, he's obviously just got, he's got Facebook already. Wasn't the first one MySpace? MySpace was an yeah. actual option. Oh, that's funky and but fresh. Snapchat, these days. Yeah. Twitter, and Instagram were the other three. But MySpace really, I, I don't think that was like instantly right that one off but ended up going with Instagram so um, I don't know if, if, if he plays really bad yeah. surely they're going to blame that right they're going to be like he was so distracted by Instagram nah, yeah. I have no idea I, what I don't, they're going I don't to think blame because this look, will be bizarre if Houston wins Clowney and, it, oh, and, yeah, I agree and with Merciless that one. as I said they've been super but uh, I think Brady will be able to pick be apart right. that Texans defense so I think we're in agreement pats, then pats pats pats, pats, yeah. pats I hate saying that great results uh, for me there alright the next Did one the Pats want an easier run 
It's just not fair. <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, uh, a little too easy. Something will go I'm wrong. I'm heartbroken for Derek Carr. Honestly, this should have been Oakland's coming I think everybody's party. heartbroken for Derek oh, Carr yeah. because it was exciting to see Oakland in the playoffs again very, <sighs> very briefly. But uh, moving oh. on. Pittsburgh Steelers at Kansas City. That's the early game on Monday morning, Australian time, 5.05 a.m. And some late mail for this one. I don't know how far you guys want to read into this, but Travis Kelsey, the tight end for uh, the Chiefs, uh, him and his girlfriend, Maya, who he famously picked on Catching Kelsey, the reality dating show that we covered on this podcast every week, broken up. No. Yes. No way. Yep. Over. Red Rover. That's huge. Yep. Well, I mean, it could be huge. It could be absolutely nothing. Uh, their relationship was... Oh, no, it's huge. Make no mistake. One, this could be a game changer. <laughs> Look, I'm just putting it out there. Um, more seriously... How's his mental state? You just, you just more, don't know. More seriously, though, he has been on the up and up, Travis Kelsey. Um, so I think you'd expect that trend to continue, especially at home. Arrowhead is going to be absolutely pumping. It's going to make it really difficult for the Steelers to come in. Um, this is a tough one, probably, to pick a winner here. What do you guys think? Yeah, obviously KC's um, defense has just been rock solid all mm-hmm. year. Um, the the one area that they have been susceptible uh, is right cornerback. Um, Marcus Peters lines up normally on the left. Mm-hmm. We saw what Antonio Brown did on uh, the offensive left-hand side of the park. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see if Marcus Peters actually shadows, um, him. shadows him a little bit and moves out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, I think... Um, Ben Roethlisberger, or you know, if assuming he plays, uh, will be targeting the hell out of Brown um, in that secondary. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's got a tougher matchup this week, um, of course. But look, I mean, it's it's really hard to go past the Steelers. But in a low-scoring game, uh, which I think this will be, uh, Kansas City might be able to just, just edge home. And speaking right. of Kelsey, I think he just might. Grind out a win. I think he might be the. The, f- the favourite target of, of Alex Smith again this week. Yep, yep. What about you, be, Wilson? What are you thinking? This one will be brutal, but for different reasons. I think it's going to be an extremely close match. <laughs> yep. Uh, both these defences are just going to annihilate each other, yep. the opposite team. And, and Houston's uh, fit as well. Uh, Justin Houston. Yep. Uh, yep. Spencer Ware as well. Looks like he'll be fit as well for yep. the game. Um, it's one of those dream playoff matchups, isn't oh, it? it? Just is. yeah. two All real stud teams. All the way down to teams. the colours of the uniforms. It's just going to look so good out there. <laughs> On that Arrowhead field. Did you know that the Kansas City Chiefs haven't won a playoff game in Arrowhead Stadium since 1993? Four straight postseason losses there. The home ground advantage, really, not Not existent. I guess so. But, uh, well, I don't know if you say this one's going to be an enjoyable match to watch. I mean, I guess if you love (laughs) a good defensive struggle, it'll be be one for the tragics. Yeah. (laughs) For the the diehards. Yeah. And I know Laurie mentioned to us that. it's it's gonna be a it's gonna have a bit of that Baltimore Pittsburgh feel about it I think right that kind of game this that is that a fantasy fade struggle. this matchup <laughs> yeah you want to stay away hey um, I'll run through Laurie who's the favorite how do you pick a favorite from this one surely home I, like uh, I'm, I'm, I guess the bookies yeah. are giving it they home are field one point five point yeah. favorites which yeah. is nothing uh, we'll run through Laurie Horish's uh, picks after we. Wrap up this last prediction here. Um, Laurie, of course, being the regular host of Hard Count. Um, we move on to Packers. What about Stacky's over-under picks? Oh, no one cares what Stacky thinks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say was going to win this one, though? Uh, I think definitely, uh, I reckon Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh for me. I'll go KC. Yeah, I'm going to say Pittsburgh. I think they're just going to grind it out. Yeah. Yep. Stacky's um, lost his... 
gig to Wilson, I think, by the way. Now, stack his summer in WA. He's got growing a far a beard. better beard. His beard has oh, gone the crazy. Beard work. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like thicker than I've I ever seen. I didn't know he had it, it in him. Uh, Literally. No, I did last year, about a year or so ago, he came in after, he was called in a day early after his holiday with nice. a huge beard yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and they couldn't find a presenter, so they had to call Stacky. So in he was like t- early. crying, he, he crying walked, into the yeah, sink, shaving He walked shaving in himself. with a big beard and then he, he walked oh, into the makeup room, day. came back about 15 minutes later, yeah. just clean. Just a new man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, that yeah, I think that is definitely the game of uh, this next week at the playoffs. Um, but right. as... A, We've got to look forward, guys. Got to always look forward. Green Bay at Dallas. Your Packers. You guys are both Packers fans. Yeah. I feel very outnumbered here. Mm. Um, at Dallas, though, 8.40 a.m. Monday morning, Australian time, that one. So, who wins this one? This is also a great matchup between, I guess, you got the experience of Rodgers and, uh, you know, yeah. season performance in, in his team versus Dallas, which has been majorly led by two Crazily, possibly, arguably rookies. the best rookie quarterback season in history. Quarterback, but Zeke as well, the yep. Zeke freak. Um, yep. Two big rookies leading the charge for Dallas. Uh, who comes out on top? Yeah, I'm not really sort of focusing on necessarily what Green Bay will do in offense because I think I, I don't think the Cowboys necessarily have uh, the D that can cope well with what yeah. Aaron Rodgers and his receivers receivers will bring to the table. Uh, the interesting thing here, I think. Um, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, I think they had a sack each against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, Dak has shown that his weakness is uh, is past rushes um, and, and being placed under pressure uh, in the pocket. Can Matthews and Peppers um, break through uh, and, and sort of put the heat on Dak that, uh, that could force him off his game? Obviously, uh, Zeke uh, at Lambeau earlier this field just completely mm. gashed Ran all what at the time was a really strong Packers mm. uh, rushing defense. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see an, an improved effort from the Packers defensively on Zeke. Um, it, I think it comes down to whether or not Dak can produce A, on the big stage, and B, um, you know, depending on how the Packers' uh, pass rush can operate. Well, the Packers' cornerbacks, I can tell you, are susceptible oh, <laughs> to big plays. Well, we, yeah, we saw OBJ and, and, and the likes of Shepard and even, uh, what's his face, Tavares King getting yeah, uh, getting, um, top receiver. getting behind those corners. But Demarius Randall, you know, he's looked pretty good coming back. Bit fitter. Yeah. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix is in pretty good form as yeah. well. Look, I'm interested to see if they let Dak off the leash a little bit. Um, if, if the Green Bay rush mm. defense can contain Zeke a little bit, which is just... Well, it's going to be tough. You, I don't know. It's going to be but very tough. If Dak gets in the position where he has to start slinging it to keep mm. up with Rogers and Co, can they? Can he do it for starters? And mm. will they let him do it? Mm. Is another thing. Or will they stick to the run? I don't know. That's probably the most interesting part of that. I'm just going to be all eyes on Rogers for me in this in this game. How the Dallas defense managed to pressure him. How contrarian him. of you. If, yeah. if they can, <laughs> if they can pressure him, in fact, and uh, well, you how they him do in the that. Pocket. Well, do you? Because when he's scrambling, he's outstanding. He's one of the best scramblers there are. He just rolls out and then throws a ridiculous pass, pulls off the completion, first yeah. down, boom, on turn the chain. Like, just keep yeah, going. Yeah, precisely. So uh, they've got to make sure that their D-line doesn't break containment on the sides for starters, mm-hmm. but also doesn't let him step back up into the pocket. They just need to crush him. 
<laughs> Can they do it? It's, Green just Bay a, had it's just a simple case of crushing the quarterback, Which? says Coach Wilson Smith. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you've just got to go break out it there down. and do it, boys. Go on. And Green Bay's <laughs> offensive line has been outstanding in pass protection this yep. year. That's that's yep. going to be the struggle. Which is why Phil and I, I think we're both saying that you know you're just not going to stop Rogers in this game. It's it's just not going to happen. Okay. All right. So who wins it? I think the Packers are going to win it. I think I think oh. Dallas had a great season. And it's going to come to an end. I know. And the Packers are going on and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I just got that feeling now. I know. I know that Laurie is an American now. And if you I listen very closely on this podcast, you can hear the faint crack of his heart breaking mm. in two, listening to you say well, that. No, no. Bill, he, what do you think? He'll, he'll seem very unflustered by our <laughs> predictions. Oh, of course he would. But, yeah, very Laurie. But, um, <laughs> no, I, look, I... I I'm a believer in um, in regular season form, mm-hmm. um, and I think that'll uh, that'll get the Cowboys over the line in this Interesting. one. Interesting, breaks my heart to say it. Of Interesting. course. Interesting. Right. I'm think- just I'm just definitely more interested in the form that they come in now with, and and Rogers has been unstoppable. The Packers have been unstoppable. Yeah. I'll tell you what's unstoppable, Zeke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> at, absolutely. At home, important. How many and, and how about a, can he run? How about for? a bit of narrative straight with uh, with Des catching a big one in the in the end zone? Oh, wouldn't that be amazing that <laughs> just redemption for I two think years something ago. big will happen there if, if, Redem- if it doesn't Redes- happen on the field you're going to see Des tweeting or doing something after this game for yeah. sure look I'm on record as mm-hmm. wanting Mike McCarthy coach of the Green Bay Packers fired for the last three seasons <laughs> because I think it's an outrage that Aaron Rodgers only has one ring mm. if he can win this game and go on and win the rest of the season and win the Super Bowl I'll take it He'll all take back it all back and I'm, I will apologise to you, Mike McCarthy, right. but until then... You're still in the bad books of Wilson Smith. <laughs> well, I just think they should have done more at okay. this stage in Rogers' career. Yeah, it's something we've discussed Fair on point. this podcast plenty of times before. McCarthy, a lot of heat on him, um, but in the last few weeks, he seems to be getting the job done all right. Mm. Um, look, lots of football to look forward to. We cannot wait for week two of the playoffs to get underway. Uh, have you got any opinions about today's show or about the playoffs going forward or about Super Bowl 51? Hey, get in touch with us at HardCountFox on Twitter using the hashtag HardCount. Uh, you can catch Philip on Twitter as well on... Phil underscore prior. Beautiful. And Wilson. Get on to Wilson though about his stats. Yeah. At Wilson TL Mike Smith. McCarthy, tweet Wilson. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Demand an apology. What's <laughs> your uh, Twitter handle? Uh, at Wilson TL Smith. And I'm at, at Melanie Dinjaski. Melanie Dinyashki, if you want to actually pronounce it properly like I do. Uh, but, yeah, follow me on Twitter as well for all the latest about NFL. And go to foxsports.com.au to catch all the latest news about all sports, not just U.S. sports. Um, we'll be back next week with our wrap on the divisional round and looking ahead to the conference finals. Very exciting times ahead. We will see you on the flip side. Ciao.